around the world and on satellite. Created 
by a private individual. Uh, that is not privatizing money. Privatizing money is like the Federal Reserve, where you give somebody a monopoly on creating money. If you want to get in trouble with the government, the first thing you want to do is go make your own money <laughs> and start competing with the Federal Reserve. <laughs> and you will find yourself in a lot of trouble because they have a monopoly on that. Uh, you know, I, I have, uh, when I would go around and give lectures on... Uh, money and uh, the and uh, the plight of this country we have a solution now and we're going to get to that solution in the latter half of this program but we want you to understand that money what it is and what it is not and what it can be and what it should be and what it should not be in order to understand the solution uh, we can approach this from a lot of other aspects uh, of government, but at least money being a major portion of our pursuit in life, we need to understand what is money and what is good money and what is bad money. So uh, we're in this world that is using these Federal Reserve notes. Well, back a number of years ago, uh, President Kennedy started issuing U.S. notes. And they didn't have the same seals on them. Of course, the notes you have today from the Federal Reserve, the seal has changed. We, we were writing about the fact that they were going to have to change the seal on those notes, that, which was going to be a major change of the kind of so-called money you use. And uh, they clouded the, what was really happening by saying that they were changing it to prevent counterfeiting, which... Uh, uh, speaking with a treasury officer uh, thought that was absolutely funny. It's caused more uh, counterfeiting than it prevented. And, and everybody who understood how counterfeiting works knew that that's exactly what would take place uh, because you know, all of a sudden you're changing the money. And so they see a new bill and they say, oh, this is one of the new bills. Well, no, this is a new counterfeit bill, but you don't know because you're not familiar enough with the old bill. And uh, so counterfeiting hasn't been uh, thwarted really at all uh, by the new money, and that wasn't the purpose of it. The purpose was much more insidious and much more pervasive and much more destructive than anybody I see in the media even explaining. I hardly even hear anybody talking about why they went to this new money, printed in a new way, printed in uh, a new order of seal and print, et cetera, et cetera. This, this has fundamentally changed the whole nature of the country, and nobody even noticed. Oh, this is the new money. <laughs> and the other bills, what happened to them? Uh, they floated back somewhere, and the other bills are under another contract. And you have a new contract with America, or a new contract with the United States, a new contract with the Federal Reserve, and your your country has... has uh, is gone. You can't get it back. Uh, you need to repent and go another way. And I'm not going to explain exactly what the new money did and, and what was really going on. It's too complex. Uh, just as we couldn't cover everything in the first half hour at Blog Talk Radio, we're not going to cover everything in this hour at First Amendment. But uh, we are going to give you little peeks at what is money and what is not money. So money can be created by nature. And money can be created by government. But if you're a government of the people, for the people, and by the people, then you create the money that you are going to use. And you can't make that transition in this world today overnight. Uh, but overnight there will be transitions. And you need to start preparing for those transitions that can take place in a twinkling of an eye. Because your whole world will be pulled out from underneath you in a moment of seeming destruction but in actuality it will be like the plagues of Egypt that destroyed those who were not prepared to free those who were seeking the ways of the kingdom and so you're getting warnings uh, just like I warned that the price of grain was going to go up and it has at least on commodity markets uh, we will get a relief, which I also said, because of the fact that America produced a bumper crop. But it will not produce a bumper crop every year for the next 10 years. 
and we are always just 30 days away from famine in the world today because we don't produce a storehouse of grain. We don't have seven years. We don't have six years. We don't have five years or three years or one year supply of grain in the world today to feed the needs of the people. That's not good. That's very bad because we're about to go through some serious changes in the world that will cause a great deal of difficulty in agriculture and economies and life. And you will not have a life more abundant. You will have a life of deprivation and fear and terror. And people do all sorts of things when fear is in abundance and faith is in bankruptcy. Because we don't create a money system based on the faith of God. We create the money system based on the faith in the God's many of the world. The, the men who rule over, shall you have a lot of money? Shall you have a little money? The money supply is controlled by a group of men who are interested more in their own personal wealth and power than in your welfare. And that is because you have not been interested in the welfare of your neighbor as much as you have been interested in your own welfare. That spirit in you has given them power. They did not take that power. You gave it to them. Now, some of you, I know, are already repenting of that. Now, remember, repentance and regret are not the same thing. <laughs> A lot of you are regretting that. And you will regret it more. But that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, repentance, changing your ways, going back the other way, turning around. And I don't know how many of you are willing to turn around. And I hear people say they want to turn around and they want to seek the kingdom. But to tell you the truth, I do not see them doing it. And uh, I don't see them creating the kingdom in their relationships with other people, which means that they have to become absolutely honest. Your word is your bond. Uh, they have to become absolutely uh, charitable and sacrificing. Uh, and people are not doing that. Um, we need to turn around in lots of things. So. So what can we do to create a truly viable money, uh, a good and wholesome system of money? We need to come together. We need to learn to live by faith. We need to have faith in the ways of God. We need to form these congregations in uh, local areas where we meet other people that actually care about us. The reason we've created a money system that we've created in this world today, and the United States is not alone in this, every nation is going, Israel itself has, you know, talk about just weights and measures, and I mentioned that where the coin when I was a boy was silver, today it's some other metal, it doesn't weigh the same, but it's still called a dime, still called a quarter, so you have two different weights there for a while, now you only have the one, but the fact is, is uh, I could buy a loaf of bread with a dime when I was a boy. You can't do that today because you don't have just weights and measures in your pocket. You don't have uh, money that is capital. You haven't been doing capitalism for the last um, uh, almost 100 years in this country. You've had debtism. Uh, your money is a debt note. It's not a capital note. It doesn't represent capital. It represents debt. How much of a reverse have you gone? How far have you gone away from the precept upon precept that Christ and Moses and Abraham were preaching and Proverbs and uh, Ecclesiastes? You have gone the wrong way. So now how do you get back? Well, we have gone the wrong way because we have been selfish. We haven't been coming to serve one another. We come to church for what we can get out of it. Uh, what was it Kennedy said? Ask not what your government can do for you, but ask what you can do for your government. Well, the church should be your government. It's the only government where you can elect titular leaders. All the other governments, those leaders aren't titular, they're rulers. But in the church should be an alternative to those systems of benefactors who exercise authority. The church should be the benefactors who don't exercise authority, but live by faith, hope, and charity. 
You shouldn't be go to insurance companies. Now, maybe you are. That's fine because your church is a shambles. It's 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 collapsed. It's decayed. It is a travesty. You have to start turning around now and start going to the church and less to insurance companies and certainly less to governments for the benefits. Yes, you may owe your taxes to Caesar, to Pharaoh. You may have to pay your tally of bricks. But you know he's going to let you down. You know the unrighteous mammon will fail. You need to start creating a more righteous mammon, and you need to start investing in one another, and you need to start doing that through your congregations and churches. And if you care about the people in your congregation and church, then you need to care about the next congregation and church as much as you care about your own. So if you're Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, I don't care. I don't care about all that denominational stuff. I want you to get back to Christ. But that group, whatever name you want to put on it, whether it's his church at so-and-so place or, you know, the First Baptist Church of Poughkeepsie, you need to start caring about one another within that and start following the precepts of Christ. And that means you have to care about other congregations, so you need to link yourself together with others that are beginning to wake up to what it means to invest in the kingdom of heaven. That's where your treasure needs to be. I want you to start thinking about how important this uh, concept of money and value is. Now, obviously, gold and silver has more money than a debt note. I mean, more value than a debt note, uh, simply because it's real. It's substance. Uh, it was created by God. It wasn't created by men. But the fact that you go to using gold and silver doesn't mean that you have are righteous or have even righteous money in your pocket because righteousness does not come from silver and gold. You know, Peter says, silver and gold have I none. Righteousness comes from the way in which you deal with others. Are you sacrificing? Are you forgiving? Are you blessing your neighbor? Are you cursing them? Are you blaming everything on somebody else? Are you accepting the responsibility of what you have done or not done? And the fact is, is we have no concept of the kingdom of heaven. I've been preparing a uh, PowerPoint-type uh, um, presentation if I can, in my spare time, which is when I do most things. <laughs> I don't know this. But... Uh, I actually used a clip from, um, uh, a still clip anyway, from the movie Kingdom of Heaven, uh, which was with the uh, Bloom, uh, I can't remember his name, uh, uh, and it was an interesting movie. Liam Neeson was, uh, Liam Neeson was in it, and uh, there's a scene where uh, these people come to arrest uh, Orlando Bloom, and... Uh, and Liam Neeson, his uh, father, uh, stands there with his buddies who have been on the crusade and say, uh, well, no, we're not going to let you take them, and you're better off going away. And they go away, but they come back, and they, they try to take them by force. And these men stand there and risk their lives for Liam Neeson because he didn't want to give up his son. And they were willing to do that in a moment's notice. And that is the kingdom of heaven. As people standing by one another in faith, taking risks. Today, to stand up for the truth, to, to be the true church established by Christ, is a risk because you're bringing light to a room full of cockroaches, full of people who are covetous of their neighbor's goods, who don't know the gospel of the kingdom, who don't know the idea of living by faith, open charity, who have come to call good evil, to come together in a society based on faith, hope, and charity is absolutely legal today. And went all the way to Washington, D.C., presented this to the, some of the top attorneys in the United States, and I said, is this legal? And I gave them the free church report. Is this legal? I actually gave them a copy that was much more detailed than the one that we have uh, published today. The one we have today is about 145 pages, but it's kind of 
the feature report for beginners. We have more, <laughs> but we're not going to give it out to everybody who comes on and says, oh, give me all your stuff, and I'll just walk away and go away and do whatever I want. We actually have people, I won't tell you who, what state, are saying that they're a part of his church. They're saying that they're a part of what Brother Gregory is teaching. And I didn't even know they, who they are, really. I, I talked to them once on the phone, or maybe twice, I don't know. But they're not a part of what we're doing, and they're taking advantage of people and taking money. Any his church of record, recognized by us in our ministry, has to keep records. There's actually another church in another state where the guy holds up a couple thousand dollars in, in front of a group of people and says, here's what our congregation has created already in order to buy land to create a, a retreat ground. He has made no record of receiving that money and shared it with us. That's diametrically opposed to the guidelines that we have laid down, which you can go read online. And these guidelines have served us well, but the, the, we have had many people who think that, oh, I just sign papers and do what I want. No. You do what you say. You sign the papers to say, I agree with these guidelines. And they, they're really remarkable. I'm impressed with them. I, I think they're literally an inspiration of God. <laughs> but that's my opinion. You have to read them and, and take a look and see what is he talking about. We have two, two sets of guidelines. When we talk about guidelines, we talk about the guidelines, which are 20 precepts laid down in order that express what we're doing when we create his church of record. Then we have what we call administrative guidelines, not administrative, but administrative guidelines. We had a discussion with the attorneys, uh, these attorneys who are actually... Uh, found that this was, it actually shocked them. They were amazed. And these men thought they were Christians. And, and deep down, they may be Christians. But we brought up things that they never realized. And they didn't argue against it. They actually were very much uh, pleased with what they said. I won't give you all the conversations we had. But they were impressed. I'm impressed with them. I mean, I don't think I wrote these things. Uh, we, you know, we actually wrote them in a group of people feeding back and forth uh, for many months. But mostly what I put down, I put down because I could see problems every time we would talk about it. Their misunderstanding gave me greater understanding through the grace of God. But if you agree to the guidelines, you must keep the guidelines because you, may, you said yes to them. It, they're not contracts. They're not corporate contracts. They're a map, a pathway to the kingdom of God. And you need to follow that pathway. And you need to understand that pathway and go that pathway because you said yes to them. And if you don't keep that pathway, if you don't keep that way and follow that way, then you are not making your yes yes you are a liar and there is no place for you in the kingdom of god so we need in these guidelines before we begin to follow them. now to create a his church of record is a very easy thing to do and that's actually what we're doing is we're we're creating a, a record of the fact that men are gathering together it's just the right of peaceably to assemble that we're dealing with here Congregations are not corporations. They're not even unincorporated associations. They are simply people peaceably assembling. And there's a reason for this. And we're making this transition from money, money to the idea of a congregation of record for a purpose. And we're going to carry this on through to an entire series that we're making. And we'll do that after the break. Years ahead of the dominant media, FirstAmendmentRadio.com and FirstAmendmentRadio.net, around the world and on satellite. 
Since the beginning of time, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it, it has been traded, it has been borrowed, it has been purchased, it has been stolen, there's a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and to our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188 or visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom and regular guest, world-renowned economist Robert Chapman, right here on FirstAmendmentRadio.com at 4 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, 1-800-375-4188. Now listen to me. The Bible says, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar. Government takeover of the church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have for waking up those asleep in the pews. The scripture calls for his people to come out of her. The corporate church is the apostate church, the whore that rides the beast. Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Make copies and give them away to your corporate church friends and loved ones. The truth will make them free. They will watch the DVD. Government Takeover of the Church. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call 559-781-3773. Who will tell them if not you? Have you seen Loose Change? The most popular documentary in the 911 Truth Movement. With the coming change in government, now is the time to push for justice and get this truth into the hands of millions of Americans. First Amendment Radio is offering both videos, Loose Change and 911 Justice on DVD. We will ship two copies of both videos to you for 10 bucks cash. Yes, two copies, one for you and one for you to give away. You will see and hear Larry Silverstein admit that they decided to pull the building. Why are they not being pursued? The people must know. Justice must be had. The time is now. Two copies of both videos, Loose Change and 911 Justice, for 10 bucks cash. No checks, please. To First Amendment Radio, 139 East to Larry Avenue, to Larry, California, 93274. a few announcements really quick here. Uh, we're going to have a retreat in the latter part of September, and we're inviting as many people who can come out. Uh, there's a registration form now on the website, hisholychurch.org. Go to that one, not the .net, because I haven't loaded it up on those pages yet, but go to the hisholychurch.org. Go over there to the left-hand column, go to events, go to retreat, and you'll find there eventually a registration thing for the 2010 retreat i may put up more links as i get in my spare time uh so that you can find it easier but uh do a little seeking and you will find it register of your coming uh there are people coming as early as the 17th but it really doesn't start till around the 23rd um then it really gets going around the 26th that weekend of September, and we're going to be doing the work of the kingdom, telling things that we don't tell you on air and sharing much, but mostly we will be communing with people from all over the country and all over the world, actually, uh, to touch each other's hearts and to find the treasure that each of us brings to the kingdom. So we recommend you come there. It's mostly a camping event. There's not a lot of accommodations. We're going to try to accumulate a little bit more accommodations but uh, it's a walk of faith so if you're coming you got to come with a little faith and uh, we'll see what we can do and we'll see what we can do for each other because we don't ask what the church can do for us we ask what we can do for the church because you are the people that we want to invest in we are going to cast our bread upon the waters uh, there's no charge uh, if you want to contribute that's great 
If you don't want to contribute, you probably don't need to come <laughs> because you're never going to find the kingdom unless you too come to serve instead of be served. Because if you don't come with the character of Christ, how will Christ live in you? So anyway, we'll go back to uh, our discussion of what is a free church? How does it come together? What are these congregations of record? How do we form them? How do we invest in one another so that we obtain the spirit of Christ in us? Uh, how do we establish that uh, treasure of the kingdom of God on earth? Uh, that is going to be a process that we need to establish in our own lives in order to get to the point where we could actually create a righteous money amongst the government of the people, by the people, and for the people. The, the United States federal government is not a government, really, of the people, for the people, and by the people. It's a government the people have created for themselves. But it is so contrary to the precepts upon precepts of Christ, which will have to be a topic of another discussion, that uh, you, you have come to this point, this precipice, because you have rejected God. You know, read Samuel uh, chapter 8. Uh, read, read Proverbs uh, 23, Proverbs 1, verse 10. Read these things. Read what Jesus said about not praying to the fathers of the earth but praying to the father in heaven well how does he answer his prayers he answers his prayers through the faithful through the faithful actions of those who are doers of the word and we haven't been doers of the word and so therefore we are reaping the rewards of turning our back on god and creating a government contrary to his way and we have returned to egypt which he said never to go back to and certainly christ didn't come to say Okay, Moses told you don't go to Egypt. Now I'm saying just go to Egypt, have your altar call, pretend that you love me, and you don't have to worry about doing the word. Uh, you're just saved because I died. That's the message you're getting. Uh, he died that ye might be saved. You need to repent. You need to forgive one another. You need to give to one another. You need to become the kingdom of God. That's what you need to be seeking. And if you aren't striving to find that, then you don't know him any more than the Pharisees did. So anyway, we're going to talk about the guidelines. I tried to do this all in one show one time. We're not going to make that. We're going to take our time so that we actually understand what these guidelines are saying because this is the roadmap to the kingdom. You have to do your own traveling. There's nothing you can sign that puts you into the kingdom. I don't have that power. <laughs> There's nothing that's going to change your status by signing something. You have to be the kingdom. You have to bear the spirit of the kingdom and so that you may bear the fruit of the kingdom. So you have to actually be doers, not just signers, not just proclaimers, but doers. His church and sacred purpose trust is an irrevocable, ministerial, charitable altar of Christ. Now, if you've read the book, Thy Kingdom Come, which I, I encourage everybody to do, again, you can get it free by joining the Living Network, which you can do through hisholychurch.org, by finding a local congregation, and uh, by, actually, you can join the network just by going online and picking a contact minister uh, in your area. And that's, that's a step. That's, that whole network is based on the same principles we're talking about with congregations of record. If you, you won't take that step, how will you take the next? And so, uh, uh, we'll, and of course, we're not going to limit the kingdom to people who are online, but we are on First Amendment radio, so we figure you have some sort of uh, computer access. And you can get a hold of us uh, here, uh, but I'm sure you can, you can find some way. If you're a seeker, you can find some way to get a hold of us, and we can maybe put you in physical contact if you're not readily online. Uh, and that's ultimately the only reason we're online, is to create an actual living network that doesn't depend upon computers and electronic wires, etc., but depends upon people plugged into people uh, seeking the ways of the kingdom. So back to these terms. His church. We're not talking His holy church. We're talking His church. Because we don't know if you're holy or not. You can't create his holy church. Christ created that. 
but you can create his church is and sacred purpose trust it doesn't say it is a sacred but it says and sacred purpose trust so we're actually talking about two things here is an irrevocable ministerial charitable altar of christ the altars are two kinds of altars altars of clay altars of stone or the altars of clay or adama that's you you're an altar of clay your family is an altar of clay bound together in the precepts of god your family becomes an altar of clay one person not a bunch of people gathered together husband wife it's one person that's an altar of clay but an altar of stone are men who are going to do the will of god seeking to do the will of god and recognized as individuals for that purpose of god the levites formed altars of stone they were the stones they were the living stones just like the early apostles talk about being living stones and they fit together not because we hewed them and regulated them and cut them and sliced them, but they fit together because God molded them to fit together. And, and it has some rough edges at first, but with your forgiveness, they'll fit together. And they form the altar of God. Irrevocable. When you give something to one of those stones of the altar and you lay it upon those stones of the altar you give it up entirely this is a very important basic concept from abraham to today you must give it up entirely it is a burnt offering burnt up to you you no longer have access to it you cast your bread upon the waters you don't have a hook in it where you can pull it back you cast it you let it go very important concept do not forget that concept it is repeated over and over again if you give it to god it is given up you cannot say i gave it to god and now i'm going to tell you how you can use it i'm going to regulate it i'm going to have a board of directors that will regulate how the minister can use the money that is such a common concept that has come about to churches today that is just diametrically opposed to the precept upon precept that is the kingdom of God. If you still have control over it, even a collective control over it, you haven't given it up. And you must give it up. But you only give up the thing that you give up. You don't give up your right to choose to give the thing, which is what you've done in the churches of the world, in the governments of the world. And we'll show you that your church, the church you really go to, is the government of the world. That is your religion. That is where you pray. Those are your ministers. Those are your Levites. But they're exercising authority. You've gone, you've created the wrong, you've got this other building over here you call the church where you go and sing. But really where you do your most of your praying is in the government of the world. And that is really where your impure religion is. And we'll explain what that means later. So it's charitable. You give to that minister. And you've created a sacred purpose trust. It's sacred because it's separate. It's separate because you gave it up entirely. If you haven't given it up entirely, it's not sacred. Purpose. Purpose of God. What is that? Giver of life. To help others. To bring the other to help one another. It's his church because it's what Christ wanted us to do. Feed my sheep. Feed them what? Feed them what you you give me, I give them. But if you don't even give me enough to feed me, then they, I don't have much left over to give them. <laughs> but we give. That's why we give all the books away to the Living Network. Now, I could just put them online, and they are actually just online, but you'll have a hard time finding them really easy to find them if you go become a part of the living network and ask one of the local contact ministers for yourself he'll give them to you for free he'll give you the link but that shows me that you're not just coming to for what you can get out of it, everything you're coming because you're willing to reach out you've actually left the pig farmer and actually you're trying to turn to the father and so there we then we give you the books for free so that's the first idea his church and sacred purpose trust two two concepts is an irrevocable ministerial charitable altar of christ so the trust is the substance you have given to this minister the church 
is the minister. He is his church. That's He is the minister chosen by God, and you believe that, and you prove you believe that by giving him something, that you believe you are actually giving to God or Christ because you believe he's doing the work of Christ. It's easy to say, oh, yeah, I think he's a great minister, but I don't want to give him anything. Well, then you don't really believe that he is a minister of Christ. And as soon as you think he's not a minister of Christ, stop giving to him. So the power remains with you to give. Power, then what you give him is you give him power over that thing. You give him a dollar, he has the power to spend that dollar as he thinks God would want him to spend it. He's now answerable to God. You've done your part. Now, you still have another part, and we'll get into that. And that part is to watch him. You are the overseer of your minister from your point of view. But there's another overseer, because this is a network. You connect to another group, too. The grantors of this sacred trust are the people who grant a tangible or intangible property to his church, that minister, for the conversion of its use to Jesus Christ, his kingdom, and his servants. So you're giving it to that minister, his church, because he's going to be the feet that stand there and say, I am his church at such and such. Now, as that single minister stands there with that gift given to him, not to somebody, but to him, he becomes a part of a whole body of Christ by giving a portion of it to his minister, who is the overseer of this trust. He does. He doesn't have any power because, remember, he's a minister who doesn't exercise authority, but he's a part of that benefaction of Christ. Now, We'll draw this out more completely, but this we're just at number two. The grantors are the people. So it's the government of the people, and they're giving to a minister who they think is for the people because he's for Christ, and Christ said, Feed the people, feed my sheep. And it's by the people because they are the ones that made him a his church minister by recognizing that they believe that he is a minister of Christ. Now, they could be wrong. He might not be a minister of Christ. He may be a deceiver. He may be a wolf in sheep's clothing. As soon as you find that out, you know what to do. Stop giving to him. You can even uh, make a public notice to the rest of the network that you don't recognize him as a minister anymore. Now, maybe you don't recognize him as your minister anymore because you moved to Poughkeepsie. Okay. Those that remain will say, we do recognize him. Once that recognition, unless it's withdrawn by you, it lives on even if you're not there. And this can go on from generation to generation. Now, the real bonds are going to be created because as you give, if, if you have a congregation of ten and you're in bondage to Pharaoh, and you have one of your members needs help. You know, we just had a lady here who had a seizure in the community. And uh, she's okay now and she's back. Uh, but the community watches out. We just went through a whole little network thing and they'll find out what happened. Is she okay? And we're, we uh, resolved everything that we could do. The fact is, is this is, this is, how do you help these people? You guys can all take up a collection and somebody take the money over. Well, if you give it to your minister, you say, we want to help so-and-so out. They need, uh, their cars broke down. And, you know, we, we, they need some parts and they don't have the money, so here, here's, here's some money, go help them do this. And I did this. We had a guy whose wife was in the hospital and he was having all kinds of trouble and he had to hospital was a long ways away and the car was in the shop and they said they wanted to do something for him so they gave me the money and I went down and paid the bill at the shop and that's they can literally deduct that 
<laughs> that money from their taxes because they gave it to the church. If they just go down and give it to him, they can't because it never went through that process. Now, some of you may not care about whether it's deducted from your taxes, but if you're if you owe Caesar, Caesar literally says you can remove some of that from your taxes. <laughs> and you don't have to be a 1023501c3 church to do it because it's automatically considered, churches are automatically considered exempt, whether they file those forms or not. So that's not the purpose, isn't to get the deduction, but if you get the deduction, you're wealthier, and our purpose is that you are wealthier because we want you to have life more abundant, and we don't want somebody draining the blood out of you every time they can, and this is one way to prevent that. But the real value comes in the fact that now that individual who you helped feels a bond to you because he feels the love. He's experienced the love. Now, he may not ever return the favor. He may be a selfish son of a gun. But you've cast your bread upon the waters in hopes that he will see the value of personal sacrifice for others and begin to form those mutual bonds, not because you hit him with a club of cane or you hired men with guns to extract money from him but because you trusted in the ways of the Lord, which is the ways of liberty. You have chosen to help, and you want him to have that choice as free as you have. And this is what's creating. See, this is just a road map. You've got to actually travel the road. And this will bring you to his kingdom. And you will find who out who is his servant. Ministers of trust of his church is nominated by the represented members of the congregation or assembly. Again, a congregation is just peaceable assembly. It's not a corporation. They have no, no ownership of what they have given. They're not an unincorporated association. They're just people peaceably assembling. But we know who they are because the minister keeps a record of that. In order to form these congregations of records, it's really very simple. We used to have several papers you had to fill out and all this stuff so that we could make the record. The record is a stake in the ground, just like if you mark out your garden, you mark out your property, here's a corner stake, here's a corner stake, and, and everything within these things is this for this purpose. It's for our family, for our church, for our garden, whatever. You're just marking things with a paper record. And the way you do it is you get two people that recognize this third person as a minister. And that, you know, two different families recognize this third individual as a minister. It's not, you know, the mother and the son recognizing the dad as a minister. Family is not a church. You have to have people outside recognize you. That's why you know, people sometimes, there's actually been people say, well, his church is just Gregory. Well, I, the one person who actually came up with and started spreading that, and he was upset with us because we wouldn't do something that he wanted to do. He wanted to regulate us, and we said, no, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's moral. I don't think that's legal. And he was upset with that. So he, he started spreading this, that it was just Gregory. When he came here, he came here because he didn't have a way to get here. Uh, we tapped into the network. We had people willing to buy him air tickets. We had people that drove him thousands of miles. We had people that put him up in houses, actually three people involved, uh, and transported him all the way out here. Well, that wasn't just Gregory doing that. That's the people that are recognizing that we're creating a church here and that we're being that church, as an un, not as an unincorporated association, but as a free assembly. We're not, we're not incorporating you so that you've got to have this body that makes every decision. The body recognizes your right to make the decision. We say, you go make the decision as to what to do with this 10 bucks. I give it to you freely and completely. And that's what, that's what the church is all about. It's not about diluting you in a board of directors so that you got to get a, you know, a group of guys to vote this way in order to get the ship to turn around. 
You say, here, take this. You're the captain of this gift. Go do with it as you see fit. It's about empowering the individual, not taking away the rights of the individual in a corporate group. So a minister of the trust of his church is nominated by the representative members of the congregation or assembly of the people and appointed by the protector of the church. Now, the protector of the church is the overseer of the church. It's really just his minister. That's all it is. It's his minister. It's the one he thinks is also a minister of God. And he says, these people want me to be a minister. Will you be my minister? Which is also the overseer of that sacred purpose trust. You see, because you got two things here. you got his church, which is that individual. But you also have the sacred purpose trust. Now, how this overlaps is just amazing, and I know a lot of you aren't seeing it yet, but we'll get to it. But it's very important you understand that he is the overseer of the Sacred Purpose Trust, but he is the minister of his church. And an overseer is a minister. So you're wearing several hats. You know, I can put on a hat that says Dad on it, because I'm a dad. I can also put on a hat that says, I'm a granddad. I can also put on a hat that says, I'm a brother. I can put on a hat that says, I'm a husband. I'm all these things to different people. I'm not my wife's brother. I'm my wife's husband. I'm not my son's grandfather. I'm my son's father. And so, therefore, I am my... Uh, I am a minister to people that are handling a sacred purpose trust of which I am an overseer. Now, what is an overseer? Does he exercise authority? No. You give you give a uh, give a thousand dollars to your minister, he, he, or two thousand. This one held up a couple thousand dollars, and he's got that th a couple thousand dollars. He gets killed in an automobile accident when he goes out the door. And the cops confiscate the $1,000 or $2,000 because it's in his pocket. Who gets that? How do you prove that that goes back to the church? What is the church? How do you do that? Well, that's that's why you have a network. And it's all spelled out exactly what happens to that money, how it gets back to you. If you don't have that in place, it's gone. this goes for your children. If you don't have the chain of authentication that your children are your children, if something happens to you, the government's going to take your children. Because you have left a void. You have not created the government of God through a chain of authentication. And you need to do that. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.